Warning! This episode contains foul language, stories of rape and incest, and the most vague spoilers for the show This Is Us you've ever heard. Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, scary, gross, sticky, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with one of our friends and talk about something weird. This is a very special week for us because it is a family affair. Weird families, crazy families, and even families of serial killers. I'm Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hey, weirdos. And in honor of our family affair episode, we are joined today by my sister and brother-in-law, Jamie and Corey. Hi, everybody. Hi, weirdos. Hi. And a plane passing. Isn't that nice? It's perfect. Of the plane to pass right as we start recording. Thanks for that. First of many. Yeah, first of about eight or nine. Well, it's supposed to show since we flew in on a plane. Yes. Just trying to. Really they flew show all the way from North Carolina just to come on the podcast, right, guys? That's yeah, correct. the only yep. reason that's that the only here. reason they're here. Yep, Corey's in a wedding, but other than that, <laughs> it was to be it was on for the show. It's because so, they're true weirdos, true fans, true true fans, so true weirdos. Yes. This is the main reason. Yes, yes, yes yeah. Sure. <laughs> Today's the main main event: <laughs> wedding schmwedding. Wedding schmwedding is hard. Shmwedding. That's a hard word to say. Wedding. <laughs> uh, so they're here for the wedding. Jamie has been my sister for her whole life. My entire life. A How long time. has that been? Whew. I'm great. It's been, it's been a battle. <laughs> it's been a battle of wits. That's true. Every day. At least we never fought over clothes because we have completely different styles. That's true. We can be grateful that for that. Good. But I mean, like. We still stole each other's stuff. Oh, yeah. Remember that time I stole that John Mayer shirt because it was so comfy and I didn't tell you about it and you saw it in a picture like years later and you made I, me bring it home to you? Oh, I stole it back. <laughs> As you should. You're yeah. the worst sister. She really <laughs> is. It was so soft, guys. It was so soft. It was like the perfect cut and I wore I it in a picture and all you could see was like, A. And she was like, is that my John Mayer shirt? <laughs> I, I found like, it. You knew right away. Well, you had probably been like, where the hell did that go? That's exactly where it, because it's my favorite shirt. Still, oh, is. still is. I wear it all the time. No. Even after I stole it back. <laughs> she was like, this bitch. <laughs> this bitch. This, this bitch. bitch. This bitch. Corey's like, what's the big deal? And I was like, have you felt that shirt? Yeah. <laughs> what did you? It's and magic. then once you got it back and you felt it, you knew. You probably I was like, stole that it. Bitch. <laughs> that bitch. And he understood. <laughs> that, <shirt>. <laughs> that <laughs> bitch. How has um, it been being my sister? Wonderful. It's the best experience of my life. That's what I figured. And it was only made better whenever I came into the family. That's very true. Corey entered the family. It's very true. Actually, our grandmother loves Corey more than she loves us. (laughs) Or anyone. Anybody. (laughs) In the world. She is obsessed with I have to tell you the story now because I don't think you were here earlier. Tell me. um, At Jamie and Corey's wedding, 
which was in North Carolina. So my family, obviously, you guys know, are from Illinois, and uh, I live in L.A. So we all flew out to North Carolina for the wedding. And <laughs> my grandma sees me, and she's like, hi, honey, how are you? And gives me a kiss and a hug. She's like, oh, I love you. And then she sees Jamie. She's like, oh, hi, it's your wedding. I love you. And she gives her a hug. Corey comes in. Grandma starts like, oh, like clapping. <laughs> she's like dancing over to him. Oh, and she's like, Corey's here. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on? And we're, like, we're not related to him. What are we? Yeah, like, are we chopped, chopped liver? liver? Yeah, yeah exactly. seriously. So, Jeez, Corey. Um, you got the family's yeah. love right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for you. But it's easy because then if anyone's like, oh, no, Jamie, you're not the favorite. I'm like, but I am because I brought him. Yeah, that's so true. Even if I you, brought you, you got this the gift. extra yeah. so I brought you You're this welcome. <laughs> no, that happens every time I go back to Illinois, where my family is as well. Every time I go home and Alex, my husband, doesn't come with me, everyone, before they even give me a hug, I don't even get the hug. They're like, where's Alex? Why didn't he come with you? I'm like, hi. Jesus Christ, hello. <laughs> like, your blood, I'm here. And they're like, oh, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Um, is Alex coming later? Like, is he on a separate flight? I'm like, well, well, cool. Right. Is he um, out in the car? Like, no, in the is car? he, like, is he getting the bags? Like, where is he? So it's fine. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, feels really nice. I, I actually it. kind of wish I dated someone less likable. I know. Because everyone right? loves Joe. That's the thing. Everywhere I go, they're like, where's Joe? And I'm like, hi, hello. It's good yep. to see you. That's I'm true. here. I know. They always compliment Corey, and then they're like, oh, Jamie. Oh, and I then know. there's Jamie. And yeah, I'm like, like, Alex is great. You suck. Great. What? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this makes me feel wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Self-esteem. So much higher. So much higher. Um, so <laughs> he can't. Yeah. He's enjoying himself too much. He's um, like, no, keep showering me like, with affection. Keep it coming with those well, compliments. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you guys have heard us talk about these two quite a few times. What is that? It's like weird music playing. Did you hear it? Oh, is it from Joe's movie? Oh, it might be from Joe's. Okay, it might be. At first, I was like, is there like, I thought it was a jewelry box that was turning on, like, holy shit. Oh, no. One of my Halloween decorations starts going up. You guys have heard us talk about Jamie and Corey before. Um, They've sent in questions to us before. They've sent in stories of strange phenomena happening in their house. We've also talked about how they got struck by lightning, which isn't funny, but it is. And uh, you've also heard stories of us growing up. Jamie, what was it like to grow up in a house that was haunted that you didn't have any experiences in? Or did you? And we just never talked about it. Looking back now, I probably noticed stuff, but I probably was more like skeptical. <laughs> that was the wind. Uh, you creep me out a lot. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. What, like when you were a kid or like as well, an adult? I thought that. No, that's an adult. Okay. I mean, you ruined my life in college, but that's for oh, another oh, day. Oh, yeah, that's for another that's day. That's another day. Um, <laughs> With a haunting, not like I was a jerk to No, her. she wasn't. Yeah. I mean, she brought in the haunting. but So she's again, kind of a jerk. Kind of. But that's another day. Um, but you would always tell scary stories. Yeah. And I was always like, is she telling the truth? Uh-huh. Is she being my big sister and being a bitch mm-hmm. and lying? So it was fine. Well, I would also make you watch really horrifying movies, yeah. too. And you were not, like, a huge horror movie fan, but I was like, well, you are now. Yeah. So you turned me into one. Her. Yeah. You turned me into one, and then I kind of backed back off 
because of the hauntings that will be discussed later. Yes. Yeah. And then whenever, you know, I started and I came into the family and everything and I would stay at your parents' house, you told me this story about this little fucking girl or whatever that uh-huh. you guys would see sometimes. So anytime at night, the lights would be off and I would like go to the bathroom or go downstairs and come see this fucking girl. I know I'm going to see this girl. And I would freak myself out all the time every time I stayed the night at your parents' house. Did you? <laughs> I, I, nev- I never saw her. Okay. You never saw the girl. <laughs> no, I right. never saw the girl. I've never seen the girl either. I've just, uh, oh, well, no. Okay, I saw her one time. But I've um, I've heard her, and I've had so many other people tell me Same that they've seen her, that it's like, oh, okay, what I saw was real. Well, and she kind of gets <clears throat> put on to me, too. Because I don't know if yeah. you remember, a lot of times my mom or sister would think that I was crying and they'd be like, Jamie, is everything okay? And I'd be like, well, yes, everything is fine. Yeah, you have my history I'm homework. Yeah, I don't know I'm, what you want from me. I'm reading a book. Right. Why? And they'd be like, oh, I, I thought I heard you crying. And I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. So Zoe's like put on me, and I'm like, I promise. It's I'm not just me. sitting here. I'm not yeah. crying. Yeah. Literally, Ooh. I was just laughing. I was giggling about something, and they were like, what? What's wrong? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We constantly were checking on Jamie, because we'd hear a small child crying in the distance, and Jamie would be like, I'm stacking up my toys. Yeah. I don't know what you want. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did I do that a lot, too. She did. Jamie had this weird... We won't get into it. Still do. Um, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> she had all these tiny little figurines, right? Okay. Tiny little figurines of like... Disney movie figurines, any figurines, tiny little things. So cool. So cool. uh, Yeah, sounds really cool. I would actually take them and I would take my gack and I would pretend my gack was the blob and I would eat them all. Nice. Like they would like go into the gack and be dead. But Jamie would stack them and line them up along like along the floor, along all the windowsills, oh, everywhere. But the thing is, she knew exactly where every single one was. Ew. So, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> That's what I say, ew. <laughs> ew, what? She knew exactly where every single one was. So if How? you, if Why? my mom was like trying to clean and she would accidentally knock one over and be like, oh shit, she would put it back up where she thought it was. Jamie would come like home from you school. She would know immediately. She would like come home from school, check all of her lines of people and she'd be like, <laughs> Who moved this Dalmatian? Like, she would be so Jamie, yeah. What? <laughs> My OCD is still just as strong. Oh, yeah. We've talked about your OCD on an episode before, yeah. actually. <laughs> so this is all ringing a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Um, what's so funny is, I just want to say really quick, when you wrote in to Ask a Weirdo about all that stuff going on, like, I had never heard of the, like, holes oh, in stuff. Trypophobia. Well, yeah, trypophobia. Like, I was the one that talked about that and did all the research for it and was like, wow, I'm learning a new thing. But it's that... I'm sure this happens to everybody. I feel like you learn about something and then you start to see it everywhere. Ever since I did that research and talked about it on that episode, I've met like four other people who are like, I can't look at stuff with like holes. And I'm like, what? And like, it's coming out everywhere all of a sudden. I'm glad you did that research because I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, it's a total thing. Oh. I have a group of people that you can do. understand me. You see, it's our like podcast clusters. is a, we, we save people's lives, really, <laughs> yeah. is what we do here. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're lifesavers. We're heroes. We're so he- we are, I don't know yes. if you all realize yeah. <laughs> that we're here. Uh, how's American Horror Story for you, then? I hate it. Yeah. I've only seen the first is. season, but like, uh, or first season, I'm like, sorry, what? first episode of the um, fifth season, sixth season, seventh yeah. season? Fifth. 
Is it six already? Hot no, damn. Seven. seven. It is seven. No. It's yeah, seven. How did that happen? Six yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. What is time? Shit. It's, what is time? What is life? It's well, it doesn't help. I'm I'm claustrophobic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She's claustrophobic. Uh I'm afraid of clowns. A whole Have bunch of clowns. Seeing the trailer. <laughs> yep. And then I've got the cluster holes fear thing. So pretty much I She's any, you. Yes. Um anytime that anything like that comes on a screen, I go, ah and I look up and Corey <laughs> and she has, says, Corey, tell me whenever it's over. Yeah. So I'm like, oh okay. So he tells me whatever's ever. Yeah. So really, Corey's watching it. Yes. And you're sitting I next listen. to him. You're listening. How is it? How's the sound editing on? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Good. Yeah, they do really good. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds wonderful. We could probably get uh, started with this episode. Oh, wait. What? Really quick, because yes. it's a family episode, my uh-huh. sister just texted me today with just a fun little haunting story, and I thought, well, it's a family oh, episode, yeah. so I can squeeze it in, and it's not long enough to be a listener ghost story, so it's the perfect time. Perfect. But Julia, another weirdo who we're hoping will come on the show one day when she visits us, um, texted me and said one of their LED candles, where you have to like turn it upside down and... Turn it on with mm-hmm. a switch turned on by itself the other day. It had been off for like days. Like they didn't have it on as Halloween decor or anything. And it just flipped on while she was watching TV. And you literally have to turn it upside down and turn the switch. Could have been an electrical error, but still like just went on and then turned back off. Scared the bejesus out of her. And then uh, later in the day, she was in the shower. And her and her husband call each other Joe and Bo. Those are just like their nicknames. And she's in the shower and she hears, hey, Joe. So she goes, hey, Bo. And then she like dries off, comes out, and she's like, hello? Like, Bo, Alex. His name is Alex, too. We both married Alex's. It's weird. Alex, he's not home. And he like never came home and was not home from work yet. No. And she like heard it clear as day. So both of those things happened in the same day. And your house is haunted, Julia. Sorry to talk. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about it. Keep that baby safe. I know. She has a baby now. Yeah. Josie. It's going to be all oh, right. God. Okay. You shouldn't have told me. Yeah. We can't bring up Lauren's niece and or nephews. because I'll go on a whole team. She'll short It'll circuit. It'll be a thing. It's fine. Anyway. So I had this idea that on this episode, we would do our This Week in Weird segment in the episode because I was like, oh, this week we won't have a This Week in Weird episode or uh, a video because Jamie and Corey are in town, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm realizing that actually next week is when this episode is going to come out. We will have a This Week in Weird so video. So you're getting double the This Week in mm-hmm. Weird next week. This you, week while you're listening. This week, this you week lucky dogs. You lucky dogs. So uh, welcome to our new segment, This Week in Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful, good, wonderful. Everyone got in on that one. This Week in Weird is our new segment that we now do on YouTube every week, but we are doing it on uh, as part of this week's episode, where we bring you real news stories from around the world that are kind of freaking weird. And I'm going to oh, go first. So, <clears throat> a real dead body was found on the set of a new thriller on BBC... This TV show, first of all, sounds really cool. Um, It's a thriller about the pursuit of a serial killer. It's called Relic, which is the word killer backwards. And the reason that the show is called that is because the show is in reverse. What? I think like Memento, where like they show you what happened, then they show you like kind of like what led up to that thing. So that sounds pretty cool. But 
They had to halt production when an actual corpse was found on the location that was to serve as uh, for the set of an episode. East London's Cambridge Heath Park was to be used as the location for a scene. The scene also happened to involve the cops finding a corpse, which is a little strange. Uh, the crew arrived to shoot and had to be turned away by police. And it turns out that's not the only bizarre coincidence when it comes to Relic. The show's leading actor, Richard Dormer, who's apparently on Game of Thrones and plays Beric Dondarrion. Anybody? No one? We don't watch We don't either. Oh, my God. Welcome to a safe space where people won't judge you. Two high fives. I was good Yeah, but I gave her a high five and I passed it on to you. So he plays a huge nerd on a huge nerd show. <laughs> but in Relic, he plays a self-destructive cop whose life is thrown for a loop when he is the victim of a ruthless attack where acid was thrown on him. Yes. What's strange is that Dormer apparently suffered from a bacterial skin infection that strangely matched up with the symptoms of the character's wounds. And this wasn't just like a, an allergic reaction to the makeup or anything. This happened before they even put the makeup on him. Oh. He had a bacterial infection that like looked kind of like the burns that they put on his face for this Weird. character. Weird. Also, there were apparently acid attacks around London around the exact same time they were filming their acid attack scene as well. That's so totally all weird. certainly coincidences, but still very strange the amount of coincidences that are adding up for this show and its cast and crew. Very bizarre. Very weird. What the F? Can you imagine showing up to, like, film your scene where the cop finds a dead body and they're like, can't. And it's like, why? It's like, because we found a dead body. Like, yeah, 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 that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, that's no, what no. I'm here for. Yeah, that's what, no, we're the, we're the crew. It's like, no, no, no. No, no it was real. A real one. Ew. Smelled real bad. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't like it. That was a gross thing to say. <laughs> I'm making weird sounds over here. I have one. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. So, October 10th. Is that today? Was that yesterday? That's Where am I? Is that today. today. Okay. Welcome. Uh, hello. Welcome to the 10th. Welcome to the tent, ladies and gents. A Malaysian couple captured video of a mysterious eel-like swamp creature that emerged from their toilet and crawled across the bathroom floor. No! <laughs> no! Zul Hanif Anip, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, age 25, said him and his wife Puteri were home Friday when the creature emerged from the toilet and slowly slithered around their home. Anip said the creature's proportions, a small head with a thick body, did not match any local snakes that he was familiar with. He said, I think the creature grew up inside the pipe connected to the toilet because I have checked and there is no entry point for it to have gotten inside otherwise. He was about six feet long with, ver- with a very fat, six thick... feet Six feet long, with a very fat, thick body, and I'm not sure if it was a snake or a tidal creature or from the swamp. Its head was small and it had a short tail, but it did not look like any snake we had seen before. Anip said he and his wife captured the creature in a sack and released it into a nearby river. He said, my house is surrounded by paddy fields, so it may have originated from there. Still fucking terrifying. <laughs> nope. You guys couldn't see. Jamie was losing her mind during that. <laughs> nope. She was awful. very silently having a 
seizure? Was that a seizure? Like, yeah. was seizure that? Panic attack? She was like, yeah. I don't know who I am now. And they have the video of it online, like I said. No. I'm not going to show it, but I just want to, I'll just show <gasps> Ashley, like, look at it slithering up around their bathroom. Oh, it's terrible. Corey no. could see it, too. Can you see it? Yeah. It's, like, no, from a distance. Tail. It's just a little screenshot. Isn't that crazy? Six feet long. Here's the thing. If I caught that thing, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to just set it free. I would take it to the nearest lab and be like, I caught an alien. One million dollars, please. <laughs> please give me one million dollars. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Yep. It's real rough. Which one of you wants to go next? Uh, you got it. Yeah. I'm I want to hear your story. Down. I'm, st- okay. I'm still dealing with the... How? The- You're going to be great. Tell us. Okay, so a Baltimore high school was evacuated and five people were taken to the hospital on Thursday. So this is the 10th. This is probably last Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know when it was. It didn't tell me the date. So (laughs) anyway, they were taken uh, to the hospital on Thursday in a hazmat scare that turned out to be an air freshener. What what kind of air freshener? What kind? So they wrote on their website... That a strange odor detected on the third floor around 2 p.m. It was a smell that they certainly weren't used to, the school's president said to the Baltimore Sun. It appeared to be getting stronger. The school was evacuated with emergency medical teams treating some people on the scene as the Baltimore City Fire Department's hazmat unit investigated the odor. That seems insane. Go on. Right? It seems like a whole lot. Five members of our community were transported to area hospitals as a precautionary measure, the school said. The local CBS station reported that four of the patients were taken to the hospital reported nausea due to the odor, with one taken in for treatment on an unrelated issue. Oh, well, <laughs> they were just like, I mean, we're I here. A checkup. Yeah. 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 We're here and my I arm kind of hurts. I'm due so. for a checkup. It's been so a couple like, years. Right. So <laughs> I need to see a doctor. Perfect time. So the odor was traced to a plug-in aerosol air freshener with a pumpkin spice scent. Uh, <laughs> happy Halloween, y'all. <laughs> happy fall. So all you basic bitches. All the basic bitches. Pumpkin spice. Get it out of there. Guess yeah. what? It also smells like anthrax. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, schools get evacuated. Can you imagine oh having God. like a strange smell and being like, call the police? <laughs> right. Oh. Everyone's sick at a high school. It's so dangerous. So, the thing is, like, if oh you were in, like, if if you're in the White House and you smell the strange smell that got stronger, you'd be like, call nine one one or whoever the White House calls. I feel like they have the most important people there. But like at a high school, I know. Like, call the cops. Call, Go call them. So, to end it, the Baltimore Fire spokesman, Roman Clerk, told the newspaper, it's better safe than sorry. The school said classes will be held as normal on Friday. Well, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's my it. gosh, the people can in hazmat suits had to come in over a pumpkin spice air freshener. But air can you imagine how fucking pissed you would be as a high school student finding out that you had school the next day? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Just like, because, like, after all that drama being like, Guess what? Four day weekend, and they were like, like no, "School's no, 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 no. on." Yeah. Like it was pumpkin spice, it was pumpkin spice, spice. Like, what? and especially like I said, I the basic bitches were like, "Son of a bitch!" <coughs> oh man, I knew that my familiar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I recognize my favorite thing. <laughs> my favorite thing in this world. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. to Starbucks now. Me. Hey, let me go get my latte. Why? Someone else wants it. 
I, I have two. Both are relatively short. So the first one is that there is a pup. Like puppers? Like like a puppy dog. Like a dog. Oh my god. Like a puppy dog. Oh gosh. So that's What's going to, to be to that's going to be featured in the Guinness Book of World oh. Records Amazing oh. Animals Edition for 2018 for having the world's longest tongue. Oh, oh. Yes. Okay. So Mochi or Mo Rickards is an eight year old Saint Bernard from South Dakota and the tongue measures eighteen point five eight centimeters, which is seven almost seven and a half inches long. Wow. Yes. That's right? Wow. Seven and a half inch long tongue. And the owner, Carla, Does he says, have a girlfriend? Right? Says, hey. Says, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you're gross. <laughs> owner owner Carla myself. says that, that Mo is very humble and never brags or boasts. Oh, oh, Mo. Mo. Mo is the best. Can we just talk about, like, what owners are like, long tongue? That's a long tongue. That's a real let's, long tongue. Let's measure it. I feel like that has to be like after like eight beers one night. Yeah. Like, let's measure, measure Mo's tongue. Because that's a long freaking tongue. Get him out of here. Get him out Google here. what the longest dog tongue is real quick because this thing's long. This is the one. It's going to beat it. It's going to beat it. It's going to beat it. I'm drunk. <laughs> okay, continue. Go on. All right. So that, on. that's my first one. The second one is that scientists have now found a way to create electricity from tears. So, <laughs> Hello? Where am I? Perfect for 2017. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Ain't that the truth? So yeah. many tears. So researchers from Ireland's University of Limerick have found crystals of isozamine. I don't yeah. Know if I'm, yeah, you know, that, yeah, are, that are found isozamine. in your tears, and they develop a charge whenever they're squashed. So it's a process, I guess it's a known process as piezoelectricity, which is basically a charge that accumulates from certain solids such as crystals, quartz, blood, or DNA that is uh, has mechanical stress applied to it. So compressing quartz is actually what makes our phones vibrate right now. Whoa! So um, I didn't know that! It says that the efficiency of the isozamine crystals have a high efficiency that are uh, competitive to those of quartz and they could be used in innovative ways in the world of medical implants and eventually could possibly charge our phones. Whoa. So I could just like cry into a just cup into and a charge cup and my phone. That's just, perfect. Yeah. Um, my Can't phone wait. will never die. I know. I got all the tears. I watched <laughs> the episode today of Parks and Rec where uh, Leslie and Ron get locked into a room together mm-hmm. in the finale. But did they have to like talk out their differences? Yeah. One and of my favorite. I cried so hard. I've seen it three times, and I, I know. cried so hard. Still makes you cry. Anyways. Or you could watch This Is Us every week. and I know. I, know. I, I don't watch the show, and my boss was like, "Why it's so great?" I was like, "I." I refuse to watch shows that you know will make you cry. I know will make me cry. Yep. Literally, episode one of the new season, I was like, I bet they can't do anything that like, will make me cry. Because last season, they made me cry too much. So, like, I'm like, I got it now. I'm in control. The episode ends, and Alex looks over at me, and I'm just weeping. And he's like, nope, couldn't even get through the first. Nope, and I was like, I like, she's such a good wife to him. And I should never leave his side. <laughs> Did you watch episode two? Because I cried even more. Yeah. Than no, Jamie. Was. I haven't watched yet because I was out of town. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm uh, telling you, our entire couch just, just shakes because <laughs> your bodies are like oh. and, yeah and we're both like silent criers so it's like 
it's just shaking <laughs> the entire. No, I was planning on watching God, it. I, to, I was planning on watching it tonight because I was out oh of town last God. week. But do you guys know the moment I mean at the end of episode oh, one? Yes. Like just like that moment when yes. he has to like reopen the door and she's like, "Absolutely not. Yes. Get in the car." Yeah. yeah. And also, <laughs> like, threw my did. body around. That's what I did. But then I also cheered because I was like, "Good for well, you!" Yeah, like good. Of course, he's yes. not gonna work on it. On his, okay, we're done. Yeah. We're gonna go into right. yeah, this. Is not important. I'm so sorry, Ashley. So clueless, but I really enjoy that you guys were like trying not to spoil anything while talking about it. So you're like, and then he was like, mm. and she was like, "Get in, Get the, in car. the car!" Because <laughs> there's a major plot point I was trying not to say. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Is she that? was all. Mm. And he was all, uh-uh. uh-uh. And I was all, yeah. I was like, get in that car. And I was like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening? That's how you don't spoil a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, James, welcome. It is a family show. It's about it a family. Oh, it is a family. Oh, so that's uh, meaningful so I've for heard. this. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's up? That was This Week in Weird. We hope you enjoyed it. We sure did. And a review of This Is Us. <laughs> and also our <laughs> weekly review of This Is Us, which will be starting now. <laughs> but That's after true. they leave, I'll have no one to talk to. That's about true. It, you so. could just, yeah, but like explain what happened. In like the way, that, to me, the non-spoiler way. With no spoilers. Perfect. So I can't know any of the backstories or anything. Good, good, good. God, yeah, that can be happen. fun. That will okay. be fun. <laughs> Weird family. Weird families. Weird families. So we all picked kind of our different categories to talk about under the umbrella of weird and fucked up families. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine, I just kind of went for like, what? That's my category. (laughs) So (laughs) my first story I titled The Granny and Grandson Family. Because in 2010... Pearl Carter, age 72, and Phil that Bailey. That has to be the granny. That's granny. And Pearl. Phil Bailey, her grandson, age 26, paid a surrogate mother 20,000 pounds to have Mr. Bailey's child, which they planned to raise together. Yep. They're just like, let that soak in for a second. Okay. Mrs. Carter from Indiana met Bailey four years ago after he tracked her down following the death of his mother, Lynette. Mrs. Carter had... Lynette, at the age of 18, out of wedlock and claims that she was forced to give her child up for adoption by her strict Catholic parents. She went on to marry, but never had any more children. So she <laughs> she never had any children after that. And so this guy, after his mom died, was like, I want to see like my family line and look up some people. So I'm going to find my grandmother. So he tracked her down and they fell in love. Whoa. No. The grandson and grandmother. No. They fell in love and uh, became lovers very soon after meeting. In an interview with the New Zealand magazine called New Idea, Mrs. Carter said, I'm not interested in anyone else's opinion. I'm in love with Phil and he's in love with me. Soon I'll be holding my son or daughter born from the surrogate that he will be the father of. And then Phil said, I love Pearl with all my heart and I've always been attracted to older women. So I find Pearl gorgeous. Now I'm going to be a dad and I just can't wait. Yes, we get laughed at and bullied when we go out and kiss in public, but we don't care. You can't help who you fall for. These were all direct quotes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. That's your (laughs) grandmother. Mrs. Carter said that she had searched for her lost daughter for many years, finally giving up hope 15 years ago. But after Mr. Bailey's mother died from cancer, he tracked her down 
and they had been writing letters before they actually met in person. Then Pearl said, when he emailed me a photo, I thought what a handsome and sexy man he was. <laughs> and then I pinched myself and said, but he's my grandson. But I still gave him my phone number in our next email with each other. And the first moment I saw him in person... I knew that we would never just have that grandmother-grandson relationship. The first time in years, I felt sexually alive. I wanted that dick. <laughs> right? I wanted that dick. <laughs> Mr. Bailey, who was a carpenter, said that he too felt instant attraction towards his grandmother. He said, I wanted to kiss her right there and then when we met. The feelings were so overwhelming. After a night out during the first week of dating, Mrs. Carter decided that she would no longer hide her feelings. She called Phil into the bedroom, sat him on the bed, and gave him a big old kiss. She expected rejection, but he kissed her back. Living with Phil as my life partner has been amazing. (laughs) He cooks and cleans, and we make love three times a week. We can't keep our hands off of each other. I want to die. Mrs. Carter also expressed that she was desperate for a baby since she had given Lynette up for adoption and never had children after that. But it was one wish that she could not fulfill because she's already gone through menopause. Yeah, you old bag. (laughs) The couple then decided... Yeah, that's what we're going to make fun of you for. You're old. (laughs) I just had to throw that in because I hate her so much. The couple then decided to use Mrs. Carter's retirement money to find a surrogate mother and buy a donor egg to inseminate with Mr. Bailey's sperm. They placed an advertisement asking for an open-minded surrogate, and Roxanne Campbell applied. Hey, Roxanne. (laughs) Initially, I was shocked, said Miss Campbell, on learning that the couple were related, but they're a brilliant pair, and I saw how much they loved each other, so I know their baby will be loved, too. You're just as messed up, Miss Campbell. Yeah, this is gross. Miss Campbell. So the couple, um, and I'm reading this as if it's recent because I'm reading their straight quotes from the article, but this was back in 2010. Um, they accompanied Miss Campbell to all of her scans. They were with her every step of the way. And Mrs. Carter said, I'm so happy I finally get to be a mom and I'm not forced to give up my child. I know Phil will be a great dad and I never thought in a million years that at age 72 I'd be pregnant and in love with my grandson. I make no apologies and I believe God has given me this second chance. So here we are in 2017 and those two are happy as clams and Pearl may die soon, but they have their child. <laughs> you got the retirement money. Um, so they're doing good? Yep. Cool. As far as we know, yeah, you know, I mean, that's a that's the perfect love story. Such a such a really yeah. Everyone always goes on and on about the Notebook, but but I think this is the real love story here. Pearl and Phil Bailey. Bailey, they deserve a movie. They deserve their own movie for a different reason, but yeah, could be yeah, could be romance. I guess it could be a rom com. Nobody loves you like family loves you. Well, I think gross, you have gross, your gross, sign gross, off. Gross, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Ooh, that would be a so creepy, gross. awful sign off. I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh, the end of their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> <clears throat> don't you think I named the category correctly? What? What? <laughs> Yes. Well, I don't know. I've only heard one story. That's, That's true. true. I want to hear another All right. so we can see if it should be plot or huh? <laughs> okay. Well, you asked for it. Okay. So the next one is the Gray family, which we actually touched on in our cults episode, but very briefly because we were mostly talking about like why cults exist and blah, blah, blah. But uh-huh. I think I brought them up briefly and I wanted to dig in a little more. So John Joe Gray 
and his family lived on a compound in Texas completely isolated from the rest of the world for 15 years because of a police standoff. Um, John Joe Gray skipped bail and never attended his court hearing for a felony assault charge. He had bitten a police officer's arm when he pulled him over for a traffic stop, and he was worried they were going to try and take his guns away. And you're a worthless man if your guns are taken away, John Joe Gray was once quoted saying. Um, He also tried to steal the officer's gun before driving away. He did not attend his court hearing because, again, he was worried about them stealing his guns, and he doesn't believe in authority. He had his entire family and some extended family come live with him on the compound in this, like, giant barricaded compound in the wonderfully named Gun Barrel, Texas. And there they lived from 2000 up until 2015. They had several guns at the ready and lots of painted warning signs outside saying that authorities would go down fighting and to bring extra body bags if they wanted to come after them. John Joe Gray fully expected a raid from the sheriff when they would come to arrest him, but the police did not want any of the children to get shot in the crossfire because there were lots of young kids and pregnant women. So they decided to go for a standoff instead and wait for Gray to surrender. Fifteen years later, there was no surrender and no arrest, and the attorney general finally just dropped the charges and said he wasn't worth it. In the 15 years they were on the compound, they lived without running water or electricity, And John even had a new baby granddaughter born in the time that they were there, but just gave birth and hoped for the best with nothing to help them. No medicine, no anything. Oh, God. They lived with their guns always on their belt, and they would be out throwing a football in the yard or playing ping pong, um, just always at the ready to be taken down. They believed it was God's plan for them to live in their quote-unquote ark that they had created for themselves. Their language skills are completely limited as they didn't interact with the outside world and none of the children were allowed to go to school because the adults believed that the public school system would teach their children to become a homo. That was another direct quote. They also believed that the children should never be left with bruises, but that a little bit of beating is okay to teach them how to behave. Yes. The discipline was always harsh <laughs> and they're told... Yes. So I didn't mean to make that sound like... <laughs> Agreed. You're like, yes, 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 that is how I will raise my children. (laughs) The discipline was harsh, and they were told that if they ever tried to leave, that they would be tortured and killed by authorities. They firmly believe the government is evil and that all authorities are out to get them. Well, that's true. They would spend all of their time listening to Christian music from old Walkmans and old radios barely coming in and out, and they lived primitively for all of those years. John Joe Gray believes he is completely free since those charges have been dropped and that he is the victor in this situation, saying that God truly blessed him in this situation and taught him, if you stand off long enough, they'll just let you go. But officers and the attorney general disagree, and if he ever leaves the compound, they will definitely find a way to nail him for sure. But as of now, he has not gotten arrested or in trouble for anything else. I still think, even though they don't have to, I still think they stay on the compound for the most part because they hate everyone. But I just feel bad for the children. Like, yeah. it's so terrible. Like, they were just forced into this and they um, have to leave wh- this all Okay, away. I don't know if I, like, blacked out or what happened. Why are they trying to... What is he being charged with again? Felony what assault. He bit because he bit an officer and okay. tried to steal his gun. And oh, he like, tried to steal his gun. Oh, rough and tumble okay, okay. and drove off. So uh, okay. he had a court hearing, but he never showed up. And then when they went <sighs> yes. to his house, it was like barricaded and they had rifles and guns everywhere. And they didn't want, again, the kids to die because it's like these poor children. Yeah, it's not their fault so. that this guy is a crazy person. 
Yeah, so they're awful. Um, and I guess some people left throughout it. Like, I think his whole family is there, but I think they had, like, family friends that were originally on the compound as well, but they left over time because they were like, this is so this absurd. Is I don't want to live this way. So it was sort of a cult in the beginning, and then it just became his family being the assholes. But good morning, Gabby. Good morning. <laughs> Um, and then I have one more. Um, I did have four, but one of them is not that great. And I want you guys to be able to tell your great story. <laughs> um, so there's one more family. This one is dark and horrible. So oh, are you cool. all, I just want you guys to get I buckled mean, in. I Buckle believe up. we're leading this into Jamie's dark and horrible situation. <laughs> true. So we so might as well just get really dark. Yeah. Let's hunt her down. Buckle up. Yeah. Here we go. That was a gun, not yeah. a seatbelt. I know. How do you do seatbelt? <laughs> Click. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. This it is... certainly isn't. <laughs> it's not that one. This is the Colt family clan. Colt? Colt. Colt. C O L T. Colt. Colt family clan. Why? Are you guys talking about them? Oh, I thought you were making it sound like, I thought Jamie made it sound like, uh uh-oh, like that's what I'm talking about. I was like, ooh. Um, In the first half of the 20th century, sister and brother June and Tim Colt lived in New Zealand. 1966, June and Tim, brother and sister, married and had seven children together. Martha, Frank, Paula, Cherry, Rhonda, Betty, and Charlie. And then they moved to Victoria, Australia in the 1970s. So already awful, but it gets fucking worse. The children grew up and were eventually led by the matriarch, Betty Colt, along with her brother, Charlie Colt, who together had 12 children. Oh, my gosh. The family was known to frequently relocate before locals became suspicious of the way they lived. So they again relocated to New South Wales, where they really settled down, which is about 20 miles outside of Sydney, I guess. The police ultimately discovered nearly 40 members of the family living in horrible conditions in tents and shacks in the woods. Knowledge of the family came to authorities in June 2010, which led to seven risk of significant harm reports being reported. An official investigation was opened in July 2012 when one of the children reported overhearing, um, or no, a child in the local town reported overhearing a about an unkept girl who was living in the woods who was pregnant with a child fathered by a brother. The child overheard the girl state that one of her sisters was pregnant and they didn't know if the father was the brother or her actual dad. So once this girl came forward, police launched in, found this family, and it was absolutely horrible. They tracked the family down and thank God put like the young, young children into foster care, including Bobby and Billy Colt. Police discovered the living area of these 38 members of the family in the woods in the the outskirts of town. Children and adults had regularly engaged in sexual activities, resulting in children that had genetic deformities. They had no access to running water, showers, toilets, or any hygiene products. Most of the children had fungal infections and were extremely unhealthy. So the cult adults were all charged with incest and child neglect. One of the members, Ben Hollingsworth, of the family legally disputed the charges and attempted to regain custody of the children again. Um, and one of the detectives on the case was regularly tra- tracking the activities of Betty, who was like the matriarch, and discovered sexual text messages sent to her son, Bobby, who Bobby and Billy were the ones who had been taken away. And Billy was at one point going to be abducted, and that was kind of the plan that they found through the text messages that they would abduct him from the foster care system. 
Um, they were able to block them at every turn, thank God, and no one was ever kidnapped. And genetic testing um, on Bobby and Billy showed that they were the product between either Betty and her father or Betty and her full brother. <sighs> The case has been described Jesus. as unique because there was reluctance from the victims to come forward because they thought it was normal. The kids thought this was part of being a family. And so they didn't come forward and they didn't complain. They said that the sex was consensual. But even though the victims had consented, the law still deems it criminal. And thank God the children were able to be taken out of there. The children said later in interviews that their uncles and brothers' penises were inserted into their mouths on the regular and that it was perfectly normal and just a part of how they started their day, and that they were constantly told to put their hands down their aunt's and uncle's pants. They lived in these tents in the woods and was, would sleep with whoever they were told to sleep with, and it was one of the most heinous cases ever found by investigators in Australia, or even in the freaking world. Um, the Children's Court of New South Wales took the step of publishing their decision permanently to remove the children from their parents, and uh, they used neglect and um, rape as the charges for all of these. And there is no real possibility for any of these children to be re reunited with their biological families ever, thank God. And they have all had their names changed and they've been relocated several times, so they're safe now. Um, and the elder family uh, still is trying to establish con connections with the kids like Charlie and Betty, but they've been thrown in jail multiple times for trying to steal or kidnap the children. And they'll probably be in and out of jail for the rest of their lives. But the children are safe. They're just messed up for what all the eternity. French toast. What? I want to mm. die. Isn't that horrible? Oh, my God. When was this? This was, when they were actually found was in 2012. But this dates back all the way to the 60s Aww. with June and Tim being the brother and sister that got married. And then it just went down the line. And there was like 38 of them? Mm -hmm. 38 oh, living crazy. in the woods out of tents and shacks. And there's like pictures online from the investigation of just like these crappy little beds the kids had to sleep on. Like oh they had nothing and they were dirty and just like teeth are rotting out of their head, like infection yeah. everywhere. Whoa, okay. I know. So it's dark and it's horrible. I have, so, I have so, a lot of questions. Yeah. Oh, so like not, not only on top of like the genetic defects, you also had the, you know, the poor learning from them not being able to like attend like schools and, oh, yeah. and yeah. everything. And then mm -hmm. like the hygiene and everything. That's just. And then the sexual torment. And the yep. and, and assault. And, yeah. Oh. Just the constant oh. assault. You like really every have day, to. Hopefully, hopefully these kids are being provided with like. Therapy. Yeah. Because the, the scariest scenario is that they grow up and start their own family. Exactly. And they think that's normal. Like, that's what they've been taught. They didn't even think anything was wrong when the police were like, who touched you? How have they hurt you? They were like, I mean, like, my mom and my aunt just did this, but that's what's supposed but to happen. like normal. Right. Jesus. Louisa. I know. I'm that's sorry. Awful. I know it's so dark no. and awful, but it's Well, just, thank God we're happened. talking about uh, the West family. Thank goodness we're going to a light topic. <laughs> let's let's get yeah, airy here. I feel oh like real good by picking this family. Um, I don't even want to start. I know it's hard. Yeah, well, when you well. when you mentioned that you were doing that, I was like, really? Well, I didn't well, realize well, well that we are going to go dark for a long time. <laughs> let's hope you two have things to get us. Out Mine of this. is so much fun. Okay, nope. good. okay, good. It's so, horrible. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were serious. I was like, oh, good. Like, we need something yeah, fun. Yeah, thank God. It's oh. a little bit more fun than, like, than children just being said. Raped, sure. So Okay. Okay. 
This is yours fun? No, this is just an intense episode. Yeah, I think this this fun family episode that we've got going is just kind of (laughs) a dark one. The whole idea of This Is Us is the happiest moment. I know. (laughs) Everyone who's listening, cling to This Is Us. Cling Cling to to the beginning of this episode when we were having fun. Okay, so as far as I know, everybody knows about the West family. So, Fred and Rosemary West were a married couple who lived in southwest England. They are known to have killed at least 10 young girls, but uh, it's very probable that they killed more. Um, some of these uh, women and young girls were actually their own daughters. Mm-hmm. It's a great start. Yeah. They're so, really nice people. Yeah, they were great people. Mm-hmm. Really wonderful. Fred openly stated that there's a great deal of sexual abuse in his childhood home. His father had sexual relationships with his daughters and Fred's sisters, and he also taught Fred bestiality. Which, if you guys don't know, is sex with animals. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. I didn't know that. So now we're on a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. So, Just welcome to Keep It Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Next level. Uh, it's oh. been suspected that his mother, Daisy, started sexually abusing him by the age of 12, but he never admitted to those to that sexual abuse. Ah. So we don't know for sure, but he had a very, very, very extreme closeness with his mother. Okay. So... He left school at the age of 15, and he was, although almost illiterate, he still chose to leave school. At age 17, he was in a motorcycle accident that left him in a coma for a week. He also had to have a metal plate put into his head because mm-hmm. of Head injury. Mm-hmm. And that. abuse. Yes. Mm. Wonder what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> sunshine and days. Perfectly. <laughs> Everything's fine. After this, he had a bad temper and had many, many violent and angry outbursts. Two years after the accident, he injured his head again after trying to stick his hand up a woman's skirt, and she pushed him down a fire escape. Good for Good. that lady. Yeah. He had another head injury then. So was I just he just, like, chilling on a fire escape? Like, <laughs> I know. Why yeah. was he, why why was he on a fire escape <laughs> trying to put his hand up? Why? So he was scared. What were you up to? Yeah, this seems like a bad plan, yeah. Fred. When he was 19, he was convicted of molesting a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. But he didn't serve any jail time because the doctor stated he suffered from epileptic fits. Probably from the head injury. Could Probably. be. Probably. Yeah. And Could also, uh, I know a lot of people with epilepsy that don't molest children. Yes. Way to go. Cops. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Pretty Good start. Nice. For him. So, Rosemary's childhood home was filled with abuse as well. Her father was schizophrenic, who was constantly disciplining her and the rest of her family, including her mother. Her father was also also sexually abusing her. Um, do you guys see a pattern? Yeah, it seems like, uh, pretty gross. Yep. Sorry, I looked right into your eyes. <laughs> she looked into my soul and held that on. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do right now. I'm For five minutes that happened, and we were all like, everyone was waiting. Like, am I supposed to change? What's gonna happen? Jesus. As a teenager, Rosemary became more sexually active and was caught sexually fondling one of her younger brothers. Oh, Jesus. She would have relationships with older men, and one of them even raped her. Fred was 12 years older than Rosemary, and um, that goes inside goes with the whole she liked older men. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And uh, they started... seemed to like younger women, too. Yes. And they decided to have a relationship. He encouraged Rosemary to have sex with other men, and he would watch her through uh, people. And then they ended up designing this entire room with multiple people so that he could watch at different angles. Oh, my. Okay. And uh, they would do this for both. Seems normal. Yes. Is this weird? No. Guys? It's 
fine. I think it's alright. Okay. It's fine. Um, they did this for both fun and money. Oh. So they kind of just... Oh, was she, like, kind of a prostitute? She a was. Okay. He... Good segue. He took erotic photos of her and would post them in swinger magazines for prostitution. Wow. So Fred had had a child from a previous marriage. I believe her name was Charmaine. Um, and Rosemary ended up killing Charmaine in 1971 because she, uh... She couldn't take her. She didn't like his other children. So, from previous marriages, from you previous, mean? Yeah. Uh, and he had also had a uh, another child with um, with another woman who he never married. Uh, and I think... Oh, and he had actually killed that woman. That he, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not the, right. not the daughter. Right. Killed yeah, the woman so that he had the daughter the with. The baby mama. Yes. Oh, yes, boy. This is starting out really well. well. Yep. So then, um, Fred and Rosemary, they had multiple children together. A girl named Heather and another named May, originally, was the two daughters that they had. Over the years, Rosemary gave birth to seven more children, three of which were Fred's. Another might have been conceived by Rosemary and her own father, because they continued their sexual relationship into adulthood. Oh my god. Yep. I... Have to throw up. Go on. The other three were fathered by the other men she had slept with, but she had multiple men, so this was just three more just tossed in that she ended up getting pregnant by. In 1972, Fred and Rosemary started kidnapping women to rape, torture, and murder them, although some some women, they would kidnap, rape, and then release them. Most of these women were... nice. Yeah, you know, like, okay, you can go. Really generous. Most of these women were lured to the home under the impression that they were hired as their nanny or some other odd jobs. Fred and Rosemary continued what their childhoods created, and Fred would sexually abuse their daughters. Fred killed some of his other daughters in the passing years. Oh, my God. They also had sons. It never stayed in anything of any sexual abuse with them, but I'm assuming that it probably happened. Yeah. He taught the same things that his father did. Right. Uh, Fred would cut off the fingers, toes, and sometimes the kneecaps of the victims after he had killed them. He would then bury the bodies under the garage or in the garden. He pretended to be doing regular home improvement jobs to cover up the burials. 1992 was the year that the Wesses were finally exposed. Fred videotaped himself raping one of the one of his daughters. She told one of her friends, who reported it to the police. Another woman, ra- another woman that Fred had raped came forward, so the police were able to get a search warrant. In August of 1992, the, p- the police searched their home for evidence on child abuse. He was arrested for sodomy of a minor and rape, while Rose was arrested as an accomplice. In interviews, their children had, had said that they would be threatened by, um, if they disobeyed, mm-hmm. they would be buried under the patio like Heather. The previous daughter that oh they had. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can you imagine? You imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I can't. Right? Okay. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! I'll listen to whatever you say. Yeah, I will do whatever you want. The police were able to obtain another search warrant and had the property dug up. When they found human bones, Fred confessed to murdering the victims alone to protect Rosemary, but he never admitted to raping his victims, as he said they wanted to have sex with them. Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. Oh yeah, it was completely consensual. Yeah, it's completely consensual when you uh, picked up hitchhikers and mm-hmm. uh, chained them to the wall and yeah. burned them and beat them yes. and Fortured raped them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. Yeah, it's fine. That's that's what they wanted. Yeah, they wanted they to. asked for yeah. us. 
Um, after all this happened, Rosemary cut off all contact with her husband to try to protect herself. At the end of 1994, Fred was charged with 12 murders. New Year's Day, he took the coward's way out, of course, and hanged himself in his cell. Rosemary was put on trial, but never confessed to the murders or raping the victims. Janet Leach, who was asked to be Fred's appropriate adult, since he was illiterate, uh, came forward to admit that Fred had told her that Rose had been involved in the murders and even killed one woman and one of his children on her own. Rose was found guilty of 10 murders and sentenced to life in prison. She maintains her innocence, but announced in 2001 that she will not try to repeal her conviction. So... So I think the real question is, is their house haunted? From all right? Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I would oh, have to say yes, literally from bad energy alone, yeah. not even just from deaths. It's now right? a pathway. They end up in the future... I don't know bulldozing when. it, bulldozing, bulldozing it. House. It's now a pathway. I so, wouldn't go down that yeah, path. Yeah, nope. who's gonna like? Yeah, who's nope. gonna buy that house yeah, after you right. find out what happened there? Never. Well, and what's interesting too, uh, this is already a few because we brought up the West a couple times. We haven't mm-hmm. told the full story because it's always been like this is really hard to say it's out so loud. Bad. Um, but an interesting thing. Because you think, oh, this illiterate guy, he must have been just disgusting and, like, you know, uh, just a backwoods, like, gross trailer trash. He was actually right. very charming, mm-hmm. apparently. He, if you remember, we talked about this, um, there's a TV show that we never watched or a TV movie or something that we never oh, watched. Right. Where the woman who is in charge, you know, when you're doing, like, uh, interviews with someone and there's someone, a stenographer? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yep. Goes in and, like, types it up. She actually fell in love with Fred. Like, during his interviews, she actually, like, started writing him letters separately and, like, fell in love with him. Which is bonkers. Which is wow. insane. This wasn't just some, like, another crazy person. This was, like, just a woman a with a job guy. who, like... I just, I can't. That yep. shows how charming he freaking was yeah. to make yeah. her fall in love with him. Like, he just, he he had a spell over people, yeah. which shows how he lured people in consistently. Yep. And how he was trying, how he tried to cover it up. Because there was mm-hmm. also a girl one time who escaped from their clutches, got the police. The police went there, interviewed the family, saw the house, saw, like, the rooms with the shackles and stuff. And he talked his way out of it. That's nuts. Yeah, I believe the research I found said that at around 1718, he became really handsome. Mm-hmm. And that's when it became, the handsomeness started, he started to grow into himself, so then he started to become, he started to use that, Yeah, I guess, and become As like a tool very to, charming. Yeah. Like, yeah. what I can get away with. It's like a Ted Bundy to, scenario, exactly. where it's oh like, gosh, ah, I yes. can use this to get him. Yep, and learned how to sweet talk his way everywhere. Yep. <sighs> well... Corey said one word this entire time. Charisma. <laughs> Charisma. Charisma. Goes a long way, huh, Corey? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? right? That's why your grandma loves me. I know. Okay, <laughs> now it's gross. Yeah. Like, now yeah, it's I gross. You keep taking it to oh, grandma loves no, Corey. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Especially does, after the grainy like, grandson like, story, yeah. you can't. Yeah. I ruined it with Pearl yeah. and Phil. Let's, well, let's yeah. just... Yeah. 
clarify to everybody, Grandma loves Corey in a normal way. Yes, a we normal think, relationship we think, with a grandma. Oh, stop it. Don't <laughs> you dare put that on, no, on don't Granny. Don't put that in my head. No. <laughs> grandma loves Corey in a very innocent, oh my god, he's the best grandson in the world. Way. Yes. Platonic that's way. Exactly. Better. That's a good word to use. Yep. So speaking of Ted Bundy, I've got a couple stories. So I actually am going to be talking today about, are you done? Yep. Yeah, okay. I, need to go, I was just making sure. I, I know that there's... A break. I know. I need to go take a shower. Yeah. Because it's so hot or because of that storm. <laughs> hot and are. also ew. Both things. So I today am going to be actually talking about celebrities that have had crazy, crazy families uh, or things happen in their family or what have you. So a uh, very quick one, obviously, would be um, Jack Nicholson. Do you guys know about Jack Nicholson's uh, upbringing? Upbringing? Do you know Okay. Fill us in. Well, the Ted Bundy thing could have been a clue, oh. but maybe not. Oh. So Jack Nicholson found out when he was 37 years old, he was doing press for the movie Chinatown, uh, that his mother was actually his grandmother and his sister was actually his mother. And that his birth father was still alive and well in New Jersey. So basically, a Time magazine reporter spilled the beans when preparing for a cover story on Nicholson. The Time, the reporter thought he knew and brought it up to him to talk about it. And he didn't even know. And it was sad because his mother and his sister had already passed away. Like they had already, you know, he was 40 years old. They had already passed away. They never told him. Oh um, and, uh, he found this out at 40 years old that his sister Ugh. was actually his mom. Didn't even have a chance to say yeah. anything to anybody. Uh, and he said, he was like, you know, at, years later when he was interviewed, you know, does this change the way? And he was like, of course this doesn't change the way, you know, I feel about my family. Like, I still love them. They had their reasons. And he was like, I never felt of any, I thought it was my mom and my sister. Like, I had no idea. There was never any, like, weirdness. I was never, like, strangely close to my sister. But the reason I bring up Ted Bundy is because that's how he was raised. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy was raised that way. So it's like, you could go either way with that. Right. (laughs) Like, not Jack Nicholson or Ted Bundy. You could end up being very successful, but kind of weird. Like, Jack Nicholson. Or you could end up being Ted Bundy. So, Another one, obviously, I just have to get this out of the way because we have to talk about it. Back in 1992, Woody Allen was 56 years old and his adopted daughter of his then partner, Mia Farrow, Sun Yi, were found to be in a relationship. I remember this. Mia Farrow found naked photos of her adopted daughter in Allen's apartment. She was of legal age at the time, but who knows when this started. Yeah. And not his birth daughter, so I guess that makes it okay, but obviously the media still had a field day because, ew, Woody Allen and Mia Farrow had been together for a decade. So not only was it just gross, he was also cheating on his spouse of 10 years. Right. You know? with, with her with daughter. Her, her daughter slash also his daughter. Yeah. Like, he yeah. adopted her. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> Even though um, it's not by blood, you're still like, but you adopted her. Yeah. Anyway, Allen and Sun Yi... Got married. 
1997, and Soon Yi insisted that she never saw Woody Allen as a father and never considered herself to be his daughter. However, about four years ago, accusations of child molestation were brought against Allen by another adopted child of Mia Farrow. Oh, yeah. As well as Woody. He, they both adopted uh, Dylan, their daughter. She openly accused Alan of molesting her as a child, and records show that she did come forward when she was a child, but authorities at the time of the incident concluded the child's testimony was flawed, and she may have been coached by her mother, Mia Farrow. The doctor who interviewed Dylan nine times had said that there were inconsistencies in her story. Mia was granted custody of their children anyway because the judge claimed that Mr. Allen was self-absorbed, untrustworthy, and insensitive, which is basically the best description of Woody Allen I've ever heard. As a person, <laughs> like, yeah, as, just a person. as a person, that's how I would describe him. Uh, Woody Allen denied the abuse allegations. Then, just this year, Woody Allen's new book includes allegations that Mia was abusive towards their children. Backed up by their son, Moses, who says that his mother was emotionally manipulative and physically abusive, detailing a number of instances in which Mia struck him or pressured the children to, quote, bend to her will. He claims that she cultivated and brainwashed him. Hmm. Uh, When Mia was asked to comment on what Moses is saying, she said, Moses has cut off his entire family, including his ex-wife, who was pregnant when he left. It's heartbreaking and bewildering that he would make this up, perhaps to please Woody. We all miss and love him very much. Moses has also come forward and said that his sister was for sure never abused by their father and that Mia Farrow coached her to say that, but Dylan stands firm saying that Mia never coached her, never planted false memories in her brain. She remembers what happened to her and that Mia was so distraught when she was told about the abuse that was going on that she said, quote, when I came forward with my story, she was hoping against hope that I had made it up. So that's a crazy family uh, scenario in Hollywood that everyone kind of knows about, but it just keeps getting, like, it keeps he getting said, weirder. she right. said, right. he There's did, little twists she did. And turns. Yeah, it's like, you guys need to pull it together. Yeah. Like, someone needs to come forward and admit to doing Like, I don't even wrong. know who I side with in the situation. Like, I, at first glance, looking over it, I'm like, oh, it's totally Woody. He's the worst. And then I'm like, oh, Mia kind of sounds like a train wreck, Yeah, too. it's like, like I, I just feel like both of them. Yeah, I think they were probably just a power couple of hell. They need to do what that Parks and Rec did. They need to lock them in a room. Lock them in a room together. Let them work out their differences. Work it out. It'll end with a trumpet playing and a <laughs> and Amy Puller's butt in the air making a farting sound. It's fine. See, we did so good with This Is Us, and then now we're getting spoilers for yeah. Parks Oh, no! Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go, 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 go. Um, We've just seen every episode 8,000 times. <laughs> I'm really so this sorry. Way. I'm leaving. Jump uh, up. <laughs> speaking of Woody's, Woody Harrelson. Oh, you guys was, know about yeah. Woody Harrelson? <laughs> like, Woody, I was thinking Toy Story. Everything's I mean, fine. I honestly was. Like, how was can like, this be a story? How can this be <laughs> a family? thing? Okay. Do you guys know about Woody Harrelson's dad? Nope. No. Okay. Woody Harrelson's dad was Charles Harrison. He walked out on him, his two brothers, and his mother in 1968. In that same year, he killed two different people. One, he was acquitted of due to an inexperienced prosecutor, and then he was hired to kill another person uh, so that biz- that person's business partner could collect the insurance money. He walked it free again on a mistrial. Five years later, he was tried again and sentenced to 15 years in jail. 
Prison apparently did nothing to straighten him out. He was released after only five years for good behavior, and shortly after he was paroled, he was hired by a drug dealer to kill a federal judge uh, for his reputation in handing down long sentences for drug offenses. Judge John H. Wood Jr. was the first federal judge to be killed in the 20th century. He was shot dead in a parking lot outside of his townhouse. Charles Harrelson was then sentenced to two life terms because of a recorded conversation between the drug dealer and his brother about hiring him to do the deed. So there was no evidence that he actually did it, but the conversation was recorded where they planned it out and said, I know a guy, this is his name. In 1995, Harrelson and two other inmates attempted to escape from Atlanta Federal Penitentiary using a makeshift rope. A warning shot ended up having to be fired from the prison tower and the trio surrendered. He was then transferred to a maximum security prison in Colorado that apparently, according to the letters he wrote to a friend, he really enjoyed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Just to make the story more twisted, the drug dealer recanted his statements in 2003 and stated that it wasn't Harrelson who shot Judge Wood. His son, Woody Harrelson, then attempted to have his father's conviction overturned to try and secure a new trial, but it wasn't successful. Charles Har- Harrelson was actually found unresponsive in his cell in March of 2007, having died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So that's very sad. It, it never sad. got overturned, um, and it never will, because now the drug dealer who then recanted and said he didn't do it is dead as well. But oh uh, Woody Harrelson, basically, once he got older, tried to rekindle a relationship with his father he said he was one of the smartest guys he ever met uh he just happened to be a gun for hire which is crazy which is insane Um, and this is crazy as well charles harrison harrelson also has ties to the assassination of john f kennedy apparently in 1980 harrelson surrendered to police after a six-hour standoff in which he was reportedly high on cocaine Cocaine. During the standoff, he threatened suicide and stated that he killed Judge Wood and JFK. The FBI actually did investigate his claims and ended up discounting any involvement by him in the Kennedy assassination, chalking it up to a guy who was high on cocaine and desperately trying to elongate his life. (laughs) Well, I couldn't believe that. So... Um, That's so weird, though. So you guys know who Dylan McDermott is, right? Yeah, from American Horror Story, yeah. like the Love most that handsome guy. guy that's He's a ever handsome lived. devil. Do you know? I do know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You look kind of confused. No. So, so Dylan, well, he's very handsome. Well, that whole that whole story about that, I was sitting there, I was like, where, where's the incest? I don't know where they are. <laughs> we've been talking about incest in so many stories. I was I like, oh, we're oh, doing this, this joke this about incest. this episode is about incest. Do you have incest in your story? No, I do not. Oh, so. hey, oh, see, God. we're done with the incest. Maybe we're over the hump. Okay. We're, we're over the, the incest okay. Thank God. Yeah. It was too much. It was too much to handle. Sweet Lord. Okay, we've moved on to greener pastures. Had, okay, back to Hottie McHotterson. <laughs> Hottie McHotterson, Dylan McDermott. So Dylan was actually born Mark Anthony McDermott to a teenage girl whose boyfriend was a gangster named John Sponza. Although Sponza was not his biological father. It was just his mother, his birth mother's boyfriend. Okay. When Dylan was five, Sponza murdered Dylan McDermott's mother. A crime he wasn't convicted of until 50 years later in 2012. Uh, What? Dylan had to go live with his grandmother for a while in a neighborhood that was literally so bad that a burglar once stole all of his underwear out of his dresser and he had to start padlocking it at night. Isn't that sad? As soon as he could, he went and met his birth father, 
and, quote, helped him out at his bar. He started by cleaning up vomit and wiping down tables, cleaning the bathrooms, etc., but then it developed into him kicking people out, breaking up fights, sometimes shaking people down and getting rough with people who couldn't pay their bills, so on and so forth. So Dylan could have easily spent his entire life doing this, busting kneecaps for his dad at this bar if it wasn't for his stepmother, Eve Insler, who went on to write the vagina monologues, which is kind of insane. She was the one that pushed him into acting, and despite only being a few years older than Dylan, she legally adopted him a couple years after she divorced his father, which is kind of weird. Anyway, Sponza, who killed his birth mother, was found face down in the trunk of a car with three bullets in his back in 1972, and it wasn't until until 2012 when the case of Dylan's mother's murder was reinvestigated. <clears throat> the police then also reinvestigated the murder of Sponza and concluded that his associates killed him after he double-crossed them. Oh, boy. Crazy. And then I have one more quick one. Do you guys know who Leighton Meester is? Yeah. Yes. Gossip okay. Girl. Yeah. XOXO. Ooh, I thought it was the OC. I don't know. I don't know much about her. I think she's adorable. But yeah. she is. And she's married to Adam Brody. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Cute. I know. Did which you is like, know? he was from the OC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, can, please continue. Excuse me? What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that she was born in prison? Oh. She was born in prison. Her mother was serving a sentence for marijuana drug trafficking when she gave birth to a baby girl in jail. At the same time, Leighton's father was serving a sentence for additional drug-related crimes. So her grandparents took the role as caretaker until she was 11 when she moved to New York with her former drug addict mother to get into acting and a modeling career. Whoa. You can turn it around. You really can. Thanks, Bob. It's like Dylan and um, Leighton, I feel like, really turned it around. Yeah, situations. Jeez Louise. I know. It's crazy. Good for them. We've got one more today. What do you got for us? All right. So to start off, I'm going to butcher all of these names because they're all Russian. Oh, gosh. We do it every week. You've listened to the show. I know. You've heard us. We just make shit up. Yeah. People are going to do independent just research and be like, that's not... Phonetically not sounded out? Yeah. We're just waiting that's for people to correct us. Everybody. Actually, why I chose the West. Yeah. So I was like, I could pronounce <laughs> I Guess what? West. Right. Yep. West. <laughs> All right. This is the story of the Tarverdayeva family. What? what yep. Oh, my. Tar- you weren't kidding. Tarverdayeva. Good start. Tarverdayeva. Oh. <laughs> Tarverdayeva. Tarverdayeva. Hey, uh, Joe, how do you say this name? It's in Russian. Give me a second. Tarvidierva. What? Tarvidierva. Tarvidierva. All right. All right. I just want to say it. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, they uh, they they seemed like a normal, ordinary middle class family with jobs that made them pillars of the community that they lived in. Uh-huh. There's a father. His name was Roman Podkopeyev. Hey, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We need some quick help just, with the name. Quick, just quick little is, Russian she, name help, the, please. Uh, Podkopayev. 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 All right. So Roman Podkopayev was a yep. dentist, and the mother, Inessa, this is the, <laughs> I already forgot, Tarvadayeva. <laughs> Tarvadayeva. <laughs> we'll be close uh, enough the rest yes. of the time. Um, she was, it, the reports, I don't know if it's a translation thing, but it was, she was either a nursery teacher or a kindergarten teacher. Okay. So, I mean, they're both kind of basically the same thing. She taught little ones. The little times. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, she ended up giving up work in the kindergarten and switched completely to robbery and murder. Oh, great. 
So, I mean, it's a natural career path yeah. if you I really mean, think like, about yeah. it. It's a good segue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Originally from the Starverpol region of Russia. We don't have Joe anymore, so you're going to have to run your own together. You could just say somewhere somewhere in Russia. Right. So originally from the Starverpool region of Russia, they robbed and murdered over 30 people over a six-year span from 2007 to 2013. Well, geez. Yeah. So they did this in a neighboring region of Rostov, which I guess is like 18 hours away. So... Um, they did it as a means of getting money, even though they lived a comfortable, comfortable life. I mean, dentist and, and everything, you know, you make some money. Yeah. Um, they also had a strong hatred of police. Mm-hmm. So they ended up recruiting Joined both of the their club. daughters. Yeah. <laughs> they, Say things like that. I'm sorry, what? Who? <laughs> they ended up recruiting both of their daughters, Victoria Tervadayeva. Um, she was 25, which she was from a previous marriage with Inessa. And uh, their 13-year-old daughter, um, which her name was Anastasia. Oh. Yeah. So uh, the family (laughs) was dubbed Family of Monsters that set off on their missions of murder like they were going to the office for a day of work. Jeez. So the family, whenever they would leave to go um, do these killing sprees or whatever, they would always tell their neighbors that they were going camping. Of course. As a family. So that it didn't raise suspicion. Whoa. Yeah. So normally, be so normal, dude. the the way that they normally did things is they broke into uh, private homes and they always did it through the back door. They never did it through the front door, and they would thoroughly plan their escape. They did everything from using walkie-talkies, and they seemed very well informed about the police uh, movements. So over the span Jeez. of their career, the police cannot give a total number of crimes that they did commit. They know somewhere around thirty people for the murders, and they don't know how many people they robbed. And they murdered to rob. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And probably because they liked it. Right. So in, in yeah, one attack... part of it. I'm coming up on some Russian family again. Okay. Oh, no. In, in one attack, they overpowered Chedakov. The Chedakov family. That's in, actually right, I think. Yes. Chedakov <laughs> family. We'll believe you no matter what. So. In, in their car at a lay-by, which I had to look this up because I was like, what the hell is a lay-by? I, it's basically like a rest stop or a place where you can pull off on the side oh, of the road. Oh, okay. that makes sense. I was wondering. So, um, so they they ended up gunning down. He was a paratrooper. His name was Dimitri. Um, and These his all son. names from the movie Anastasia. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> have to say something. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm so sorry. It is. It's, it's, yeah, it's exactly. actually based on Anastasia. This is what Anastasia. Just, just waiting for you to say Bartok, and <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna. <laughs> so uh, they gunned down Dimitri and his son Sasha, which was he was seven, uh, before Aww. they stabbed the I wife Irina. And then they they ended up stabbing stabbing the daughter Veronica thirty seven times. Oh my god! Yeah, and they did that all for a laptop, hair dryer, and a camera. What? Yeah, they did that which, to murder, and then they also got a laptop say, and a camera. Like adding, like, like being like, "Well, we had to because we were going to rob them." Like, no, to stab someone thirty seven times, yeah. you just like it. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. like looking at the Black Dahlia and being like, "Well, it was a crime of passion." <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, she was in two pieces, right? <laughs> So I, Inessa uh, and allegedly robbed her goddaughter's house mm. because she knew that her father was a passionate hunter and kept hunting gun- guns at home. So the family reportedly hid inside the house waiting for the girl's parents to return, but her goddaughter and a friend walked in and they killed them. What? So oh, she ended up okay. killing her own goddaughter 
And the way that she did that is they gouged their eyes out. <gasps> oh. oh. What? Yes. That's so nice. These guys are meanie bo yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They're so That's what bad. they are. So they, after that, they ended up killing a total of six police officers. Wow. And it was said that this was all done by Inessa um, because she hated police. She would refuse to say why. Um, digging into her background, it looks like she may have had a lover who was a policeman and left her for another woman. Ooh. Woman scorned. And they, woman scorned. They we'll pluck suspect, your eyes right out of your head. Yeah, yeah. And they now suspect that she later murdered him and uh, his new lover. Whoa. So it was it was a crime of passion. Yes, <laughs> that one might have been. <laughs> yes. so, the um, she gave the view that they killed policemen for their extra guns, while others were shot purely for pleasure, and some were for money. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So while word. in the in the news and media and and everything, the father Roman he's portrayed as the gang leader, while um, many people suggest that that the wife Inessa is actually the the kind of you know, behind the scene, pulling all, pulling all the strings. Yeah. Because uh, she ended up telling police officers, like, it's not me who killed the children. It was my husband that killed them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can say that, but <coughs> you're the one that was telling them to do that. Right. Yeah. So um, it basically motivated by uh, greed and apparent hatred of police. They operated under the radar for years. So the... I'm not even going to... Vladimir Markin. Hey, that's not too bad. Okay. (laughs) Vladimir Markin, which he's basically the Russian's equivalent to the head of the FBI. Um, He said that they look like a totally good, uh, normal, nice family. Imagine just a mother, a father, and two two children. And whenever they were together, you could hardly imagine that they could even plan a crime. So the group was finally arrested after a robbery on the home of a former military officer in the, that neighboring Rostov region. And from that house, they ended up stealing alcohol and candies. And since they couldn't find any money, they also stole the chicken drumsticks from the fridge. What? Yep, they were hungry, so... How dare they? Yeah. Was Jamie there? <laughs> she, hey, loves she loves chicken. I she loves chicken, too. chicken. I think I would steal some chicken drummies. Okay, I love chicken, but this has totally been escalated. <laughs> <laughs> I, what would you do for the chicken, chicken drumstick? <laughs> We're almost on the same page. Anyway. So, um, so, Roman and his adopted daughter, Victoria, they tried to escape on a scooter. Mm. Is how they they try this. A motorized scooter, or like I'm pushing my I'm pushing with my other leg kind of scooter. Or a razor? Was it a razor? That's what I was looking for. I was like, what's the other scooter? Razor. So, um, but minutes after leaving the crime scene, they were stopped and checked for ID by police. And when the police asked them for their documents, uh, he pulled out his weapon and he started firing. So they killed another police officer there, and they wounded another one. And a second police car came to assist. But um, but one of the, those police officers was also gunned down, but the father was killed in that shootout, and Victoria was badly wounded. Um, and then, based off of, uh, off of that and the rest of the family being at the house, um, Inessa and her younger daughter were uh, traced back to and seized at a campsite where they were guarding a huge haul of weapons. Mm-hmm. So I guess they weren't technically lying when they went camping. Ugh. You know, gosh, so, yeah, kind of truth. So, um, wow. also, it's a white lie, a little white yeah, lie. Yeah. Have also arrested uh, with the family was uh, Roman's sister, who is also Anastasia. 
So I'm not even going to look into that too much. Um, she's 26, and her husband, which he was a former traffic cop. So mm. people think that maybe that's how they knew some of the police the police routes and everything right. like that. So that they had the inside source. I so know. Oh, that makes sense. So, there's a, so their crime is like mm. aiding and abetting the crime family by identifying targets. And they also say that, um, that his sister and her husband also concealed stole, stolen goods. So, uh, before the dramatic family to the fam or dramatic finale to the family's years of crime, they they suspected that they had the inside track and they were tracking them anyways. So, if they wouldn't have gotten caught here, they would have hopefully been caught soon because they were already on their trail. So, searches of the of the home revealed an arsenal of uh, twenty firearms, including automatic rifles, grenades, shotguns. Silencers and am- ammunition, as well as the items that they stole from from their victims. And then Inessa, um, so the the way to end this story is that Inessa confessed to police, "I am a gangster by nature." Is what she okay. Right. Right. So, um, Bad just bitch. I have some pictures, and Roman looks like Dan Aykroyd from Coneheads a little bit. I think, in my opinion. Let so, me see. Gotta um, see. Well, yep. Yeah. He so, does a little bit. Yeah. Ew. I hate him, too. So. <laughs> I also just Maybe absolutely just stretch hate that him. head up a little bit. I know. Bit, make right? it into a cone. So, yeah. So, I'm like a gangster by nature. I'm going to start yeah. saying that. Like, Seriously? anytime I do something and Joe's like, Ashley, I'll be like, I'm a gangster by nature. That <laughs> <Right. laughs> is a so good this response. Is, this is Inessa. And she was demonstrating to police how she shot the victims. And how they would do that. So she was apparently very cooperative. I was going to say. Wow. She just gave it Jeez. up. She was like, well, yeah. usually I close one eye like this. Right. <laughs> and but she oh, goes, wait, 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 yep. wait, wait, wait. So, that was the sound she makes. I mean, she would be sound to, I was in this crouching position here. And that's how I shot Wow. Man. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess she just figured, like, I'm caught. I might as right. well, like, help them. Well. Yeah. Maybe they'll be nicer to me if I so cooperate. That's, that's my serial uh, killer family. You so... guys both had some crazy serial killer families <laughs> over there. I need to take a nap. And I'm like, this <laughs> In was conclusion, exhausting. I'm really glad that my family is like pretty normal. Same. Yeah. Same. I thought you were gonna say pretty fucked up since we're all interested in stuff like this. Oh yeah, but, I mean, in that sense, interested yes, in it and not in- in- interested, interested in it. Right. You know, wink, wink, wink. It's a fascination and wanting to dig in and know more of like the why and oh my gosh, I can't believe this is real. But I don't think you're gonna commit a crime. Or have I already? Uh-huh. Dun dun dun. <laughs> well, you know, we said that lightning struck our house the other day. Ooh, what really? What happened? happened? I don't know. <laughs> what you shot a shotgun yes. to your roof? Yeah, that's why you have a hole. Yes, yep. and there's a body Psycho. buried under that. Yeah, oh. it was home improvements. Yep. It was home improvements. Home improvements. Wink. A lot of winking in this episode. <laughs> wink, wink. A lot of winking happening. I'm so glad nobody can see us. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we do that oh, all man. the time. I know. So glad no one can see us. So glad no one can see us right now. This is embarrassing. Well, that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Before we go out, we have to give a huge thanks to Jamie and Corey. (sighs) For flying all the way from North Carolina just to come on the podcast today. 
That's the only reason they came yeah. here. Only reason, nothing else. No. We fly out <laughs> <Nope>. tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Short, short, short trip. I'm gonna take you to get some chicken because I know you love it, and then you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Gotta say bye. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the chicken. Thanks for the chicken, <laughs> LA. Oh my god. Um, thank you guys for coming on. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for it was fun. Us. And for listening to all of the episodes and giving us feedback and writing yeah. in questions and stories and tales. Every time. And money. And yeah, money. oh my gosh. And they and contribute money. Oh to my our God. Patreon. And they to the Patreon They're page. actually good fans. Good fans. <laughs> <laughs> even <laughs> after lightning struck our house. I know. Even after they didn't even. They're so generous. We would only do it I mean, we only do it because you guys are good. So, Aww, thank you. So, you guys should Thanks. take that as a compliment. Because yeah. if you weren't, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We'd be like, like hey, yeah. I know you're my sister and all, but like, your podcast sucks. <laughs> but maybe you should maybe try a new hobby. Yeah. Right. I don't want to give you money because it sucks. <laughs> what a waste of time. Um, so, we always ask do you guys have anything you want to plug because. Most of the time, the people that come on our show are, like, actors or entertainers of some kind. But Corey's an engineer. Jamie, what Uh, do you want to plug? You're pointing at yourself. I don't really want to plug anything, but I want to give a shout-out to Corey. Because he is competing in a half Ironman. Oh, Oh, that's right. God, you are. I forgot about that. You're such a champ. Those are crazy hard. Less than two weeks. Yes, October 21st. Crow will be competing in his first half Ironman. Whoa! So that's a 1.2 mile swim, yep. 56 yeah. mile bike, and then a 13.1 so mile run. That'll be a day after this comes out? Is that yep. Yeah. Oh, so, holy crap. So, so tomorrow, tomorrow, this is happening tomorrow. Everybody send good vibes. Yes. Send them. Send away. Or yeah. cash. You can donate to our Patreon page by going to www.patreon.com. Oh, I thought it was the music. Box. I did too. I did too, and I was like, "Is the music out of it?" It was an ice cream truck yeah. that time, guys. Like, Does it know when the episode's getting ready to end? Yeah, that's yeah. really good. <laughs> like that's edited in later, so it's not happening right now. I mean, they're truly outside your door. Like I think he's right there. I think he's coming up to the door. So can I get a snow cone? Can I get a snow cone? If my doorbell rings, I'm gonna shit my pants. We're all real jumpy right now. We are. This wasn't even like a ghosty episode. They're like, who, where, grandma, Uh, ready. You can donate to our Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. And if you donate to the Patreon and send us a message saying half Iron Man, we'll give your Money donation to Corey. To Corey. Hey! Look at that. It's tomorrow, so you have like four hours Seconds. to do it. Yeah. I guess uh, before we go, I oh. can plug one more thing. Oh, go. We also are staff and volunteers for a convention company. So oh, if yes. you like any weird TV shows, if you like One Tree Hill, if you like Riverdale, we're going to be doing a Riverdale I convention. Love Riverdale. You need to come. <laughs> I want to come. Okay, I we love can that show. we can talk about it after yes. the podcast. But um, they are Icon. That's E Y E C O N, and uh, then the website is E Y E C O N F L A dot com. So check it out. They're okay. pretty cool. 
We work it, so yeah. you guys should That's take it out. Awesome. They do shows like One Tree Hill, Riverdale, Gilmore Girls, right? We, uh, yes, Gilmore Girls. We've mm-hmm. also done um, Vampire Diaries, True Blood Ooh, was in the past. Nice. Yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up. So that's I great. Don't know. Check them out. Icon. 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 FLA. Dot com. Is that Florida? Yep. Yes. Ah, They're okay. out of Florida, but we do conventions all, all over, over the country. country. Yep. That's so cool. That is okay. really cool. Check okay. those guys out. Now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Oh. Where? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page Keep It Weird. Dis- uh, I was said describe to us. Subscribe to us and rate our show on iTunes, but Please. only if you're going to be nice. Though. Yeah, don't be rude. Just don't listen if you're rude. And join us next week for our very special Keep It Weird Halloween episode. <laughs> This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. So we got, so we got the the gross kind of, you know, nobody loved you like family. Oh God, that was all I can do. And then you kind of have like this sweeter, like this is us, this is weird. Aww. You know, and then (laughs) and then we can also have the fun, like we are family. Oh, oh, oh! Get up, everybody, and sing. sing. Hey, 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 hey! We. Our family. Oh, I think Ashley has voted, <laughs> voted and I so. think she picked that one. Actually, that probably is the best. That is so. a good one. You get to sing a song. See? I've been trying to sing a song all day. He has and been trying to sing a song all day. I feel I like know. we should give it we to need- him. Alright, let's do it. <laughs> a five, six, seven, eight. We are family. Get up, everybody, and sing! And keep it weird. And keep it weird. Oh, I can't wait. You have to tell Joe no. the story about when Jamie fell down, <laughs> the, down the stairs. stairs. Because that's oh, my no. favorite thing. I never fell. She didn't fall. She just continued. Well, she didn't fall down. She just the fall lasted like five from minutes. the top of the stairs to the bottom of the stairs. You might have to reenact it for Laura. <laughs> but she never actually fell down. So you just like kept almost falling. Like it was a wobble greatest. all the way down. It was the greatest thing, and we held hands the entire time. <laughs> and I had a soda in the other. Oh. Yes. Yep. And the soda Did it didn't spill. spill? Yeah, soda didn't spill. No, it was, but it was it had, pretty busy. It was a screw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty busy. It's <laughs> the best response. It never spilled, but boy, was it fizzy. Boy, yeah. was it fizzy. It was not drinkable. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm on the left, I'm Lauren. I'm a little bit to the left.
Were you on the left? Yeah, I guess. I'm on okay. the right. I mean, I'm <laughs> aiming. I'm completely on the left still. She's telling the truth about me. I'm a liar. I was, I was like, is everybody on the left? We're all on the left. On Jamie's lap. It's <laughs> <laughs>